Turn, if you would, this morning to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Let's pray. Father, we are glad to be in your house today, and Lord, I'm thankful for the music that we've enjoyed. I'm thankful, Lord, for the special that we just heard. And Lord, I pray that you'd help now in these next few moments to direct my thoughts, to give me clarity in my expression of thoughts. And Lord, where application to these thoughts need to be made, I pray that you'd help us to do that. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we were able to take a break from our study of Ecclesiastes because of the Easter holiday, and I am thankful for the time that we had uh, to be reminded of the resurrection of Christ. And last week, I tried to show us the simplicity of the message of the angel as it related to the resurrection of Christ, how the angel simply declared to the ladies at the tomb that day, come see the place where he lay, he is not risen. And the point of it was this, is that the angel simply said, here are the facts, you can inspect it for yourself, and you can make the determination however you see fit. And as we considered the message of the angel, I tried to show us that that was really the representation of the entire ministry of Christ throughout his days on this earth, how he simply presented information to the people and they then had to choose how they would respond to the message. And that message, for many reasons, was a help to me. But one of the reasons that it was a help to me was for this reason. Because it reminds me that for a person to allow the Lord to work in their heart, that is not my responsibility. Either you and I take the word of God at face value and we accept it and we believe it and we act upon it, or we assume that that's not what the scripture meant or we know better. But again, it took some pressure off of me by way of reminder. All I'm supposed to do is present the information and then how a person responds is up to them. And so this morning, I say that by way of reminder and by way of review to make this simple statement, to make this simple proclamation. I know that you and I, every one of us, we are different to an extent in our personalities and in our nature. I know that you and I are not going to be the same on any area at least not in every area, okay? We are just going to see things differently. We are going to respond to some things differently. And so I say that to say this, that in a few moments we're going to reach a point in the message where I'm going to be saying some things, and you may say, well, Brother Kyle, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but that's not me. That's not anything that I really struggle with. That's not anything I really deal with. And if that is so... Understand, please, I'm not arguing with you. This may not be a problem for you. This may not be an issue for you. But I know this. It is a problem, and it is an issue for some of us. And so the message may not be what you needed this morning, but the message may be what your neighbor needed this morning. And I trust that you'll be patient as we go through the message 
And if it's not for you, but if it's for someone else, you'll just say, praise the Lord, I hope they were helped by it. And then if we're the ones who need it, I hope we'll respond accordingly. So that in mind, we're going to look at the last couple of verses of Ecclesiastes chapter 8 this morning. And as we do, I want us to look at the last part of verse number 16, where we see the parentheses. There it says in the last part of verse number 16, For also there is that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes. Now this is an observation that Solomon made in the journey for wisdom and understanding that he has spoken of on many occasions. He's going to speak of it again in these verses, and we'll look at that in a couple of moments. But I want us to understand this statement, this phrase, before we get into the message, so that we can kind of see where Solomon is at in his thought process and kind of understand why the message is headed the direction that it's headed. But he said there in that last statement, in that last portion of verse number 16, For also there is that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes. Now you may read that and feel as though you have a pretty good understanding as to what Solomon was conveying. You may read that and say, I really don't know what Solomon was trying to communicate there. I would be in the latter category. I didn't quite understand what Solomon was saying, so I did some reading and did what I would normally do in a situation like that. I consulted some authors, some who are considered to be intelligent when it comes to the Scripture, and essentially what many people believe Solomon was declaring is this, is that in this search for wisdom, in this search for understanding, again, what we'll look at in a couple of moments, that here is what he realized and here is what he discovered, is that the world that he was a part of, it never fully came to rest. That it never really completely came to a stop that there was always some kind of business taking place. There was always some kind of activity going on. And as I thought about that in relation to the world that Solomon lived in several thousand years ago, I thought to myself, I wonder what he would think if he could see our world today. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I suspect that it has happened like it has to me. But there have been occasions several times throughout my life where I have found myself up late, late, late into the night. There have been times that I have been out on the road late, late, late into the night, and I have been amazed at the number of other people who are out on the roads as well. I've thought to myself, what are all these goofballs doing out at this time of night? Have you ever thought that? And then you get to thinking, they're probably wondering to themselves, what are all these goofballs doing out? And I'm thinking, well, I've got stuff to do, and it just involves the lateness of the hour. But, but there have been many mornings that I have been up early, early in the morning. I mean, whenever I had the paper route years ago in Bible college, and I began every day at 3.15, and I was out early, I was amazed at the amount of activity. And all that does is prove and solidify what Solomon said is this, is that this world never rests and this world never comes to a complete stop. This is a busy, active world that we are a part of. 
So right now, while we are involved in this, there may be others who are resting. There are others who have made, who have called it or brought it to a close for the day. And yet, whenever we begin to wrap things up for ourselves today, there will be others who are just getting started. It is an amazing thing to consider how big and how busy this world is. Now, as you think about that, in the first part of verse number 16, here is what Solomon said. He said, when I applied mine heart to know wisdom and to see the business or the work or the activity that is done upon the earth. So here is what Solomon says in verse number 16, that he applied his heart to know wisdom. He wanted understanding. He wanted an awareness. He, he, he wanted to comprehend the business and the work and the activity of what was going on in this earth. He had an appetite for this, this information, notice what he says in verse number 17. He said, with this appetite and with this desire to know these things, he said, then I beheld all the work of God. He set out to understand the activity of the world that he was a part of. And in his mission and in his goal with his desire and his appetite and his, his passion to understand the workings of the world, here is what he also did and here is what he also engaged in. He engaged in beholding the work of God. He engaged in beholding the work of God. So as he observed the business and activity of man, he also could not help but notice and be aware of the business and the activity of God in the world that he was a part of and in the lives of mankind who shared the world with him. Now if you think about that, that is a truth that still remains, does it not? Again, as this world is very busy, as this world is very active, as this world is nonstop, constantly on the go, here is what you and I know. If we give any attention to the world around us whatsoever, we know that God also is constantly involved in the works and in the affairs of man and in this world that we are a part of. So it's not as though God is inactive. It's not as though God is dormant. It's not as though God is disconnected and disassociated with what is going on in the affairs of this world. And so here is Solomon, and he speaks of his desire to give himself to know wisdom and to know the business and the workings and the activities that are done upon the earth. And in doing this, he said he also beheld the work and the business and the activity of God. And in doing so, he said this, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. Here's what Solomon declared, whether it be from the secular or from the spiritual standpoint of things. He said, man is incapable of finding out all that is done on this earth. Whether it be by man or whether it be by God, man can never fully understand what all is happening, what all is transpiring, what all is taking place. And that is absolutely true. 
It doesn't matter how educated an individual may be. It doesn't matter how, how knowledgeable a person may be in the affairs of this world. I don't care what radio station we may tune into, what channel we may turn on and listen to the talking heads. It does not matter how smart a person thinks they are. They do not know everything that is going on in this world. They just simply don't know all the workings, the ins and the outs, the, the, the behind-the-scenes things that are taking place, the secret meetings, the, the secret phone calls, whatever it may be. There is just no way for any individual to know all the workings of this world, and certainly there is no way for anyone to know all the workings of God in this world. Do we understand this? There is simply no way that anyone can fully understand the working of God in this world. So it doesn't matter how smart a person may be. It doesn't matter how much an individual may give themselves to understand the things of God and the workings of God and, and, and whatever it may be that interests them. At the end of the day, here is the truth. Whether we are considering the work done under the sun or the work of God here on this earth, it is impossible to know or to find out the work that is done. He goes on to say in verse number 17, For though a man seek or labor to seek it out, yet shall he not find it. Now, now, now listen to this. Solomon in their day had more resources available to him than any other individual. He was the wealthiest man to live in their day. So he had all the resources available to acquire learning and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Not only did he have the resources, he could make the time available if he chose to. It's not as though he had to be bound by a schedule. It's, it's not as though he was restricted by other things that would have gotten in the way of this pursuit of the wisdom and the understanding. So he had the resources, he had the time, and he had a desire. It doesn't matter if you've got resources and you've got time. If you don't have a desire, then you're not going to learn certain things. But here is Solomon, and he had the resources, and he had the time, and he had the desire. And he basically said this, I don't care who you are. You're not going to find this stuff out. There are certain things in relation to the workings of this world. It doesn't matter how much you devote yourself to it. It doesn't matter how much you give yourself to it. You're not going to find it out. And friends, if the world has limited possibilities by way of you and I understanding it, then certainly we are limited in our possibilities of understanding who God is and the way that God works. And so then he closes verse number 17 by saying this, Yea, further, though a wise man think to know it, he shall not, yet shall he not able, uh, sorry. Yea, further, though a wise man think to know it, yet shall he not be able to find it. What does that statement mean? Again, it's thought to basically convey this thought. When a wise person thinks they know, 
And when a wise person thinks they understand and have found it out, they still don't know and they still don't understand and they still haven't found it out. So you see someone maybe on the news or you hear someone maybe on the radio and they are speaking with great authority. Listen, I know what's going on. Listen, I've been talking to my sources. Listen, I know what is taking place. Listen, I am fully aware. You know what that means? It means this. They may know more than some people, but they still don't know everything. They may be a bit more knowledgeable than the general public, but they don't know everything that's going on. And you take someone in the realm of the spiritual nature, you take someone in the realm of the workings of God, and, and here's what happens sometimes. They, they speak with great confidence. Well, God is doing this, and God is accomplishing this, and, and God is working this, and God is doing this, and God is, you know, uh, performing this, and they speak with great confidence. Sometimes they act like they know everything that's going on. And guess what? They may know more than some, but they certainly don't begin to know everything. So they can speak with great boldness. They can speak with great authority. They can speak with, with great conviction. But when it comes to God... A person wants to pretend they know what all God is doing and accomplishing and performing? What arrogance. What pride. Because no one knows for certain what all God is doing and what all God is accomplishing. So you've got verses 16 and 17 where... Solomon says, you know, this is a world that never sleeps, that really never closes its eyes when you consider the big picture. So when you think about how big and busy this world is, he said, I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business and all the work that is accomplished and done under the earth. And whenever I was doing that, here's what I also was forced to behold, the work of God that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. There are just certain things, whether it be with the earth or with the workings of God, there are just some things we'll never be able to quite understand and grasp. Now, all that being said, a few moments ago in the opening portion of the message, I said this, the message may not apply to everyone. The message may not be relevant to everyone based upon your personality, based upon who you are as an individual. And so I remind you of that for this reason. This may be where I lose some of you. Not because I'm about to get deep and you can't follow this. Not because I'm about to, to make this confusing and only the bright ones will stay with me. No, trust me, that's not at all what I'm about to do. A lack of capability on my part would keep me from doing that, okay? Here's, though, what's going to happen. I'm about to, to share some things, and you may say, well, that, that's not me. And, and again, I'm not arguing with you, but it is some of us, okay? So what is it? I want to ask us a couple of questions this morning. I want to ask if there have ever been those moments in your life where it was time to go to bed 
you knew it was time to go to bed. You went to bed, you laid your head down on your pillow, and as soon as you laid your head on the pillow, it was like the mind kicked into overdrive. Some people may say, brother, whenever I lay down, I'm out. That may be so. And if that is you, God bless you. But I think many of us know this feeling, and we have experienced this at least on a couple of occasions. Where when we lay down at night and we're going through the routine that we know we need to, to to be ready for the day that awaits us, it's as though we lay down and the mind is racing and the mind is, is rushing through all these different scenarios and all these different events. And, and many times, what are we doing? We're questioning things. You ever been there? You're asking yourself things like this. God, what is going on right now? Now, I'm beginning to detect that I'm not the only one who's ever done this. You lay down at night and and you just cannot help but ask this question, God, what is going on right now? Seems like right now nothing is going right. What is going on? God, right now it seems like everything that could go wrong at work is going wrong. God, I dealt with problems all day today. And Lord, I know that whenever my day begins again in the morning, I've got more problems awaiting me. God, I don't know what's going on. God, I don't know why this is happening. Have you ever been there where you're just constantly going over in your mind asking the question, God, what are you doing right now? Maybe you've asked the question that sounds something like this. God, what are you doing in my family right now? I just, I don't understand what you're doing, Lord. I just, I I can't make sense of any of this. Lord, it seems like my kids are just kind of losing their minds right now. Lord, it, it seems like my grandkids have just kind of went crazy on us. Or, or some of the younger ones may say, Lord, my parents are acting weird right now. I don't know what's going on. Have there ever been those occasions where we're laying there just thinking about our family and we've got about a thousand different questions for God? God... Why did you allow that to happen? I don't understand it. God, I mean, just, it doesn't seem like that's right. It doesn't seem like that's the way it's supposed to have happened. I think many of us, we have laid down at night and sleep has escaped us. Because we are trying to figure out everything that God is doing. We're questioning Him on this. We're questioning Him in this. We're questioning Him as it relates to this. God, I don't understand. How many of us, if we've 
not lost sleep at night. We've experienced something like this. And I know I've mentioned this before, so forgive me, but I think the review is okay. But, but how many of us have ever had an experience like this? We woke up from a pretty good night of rest. But immediately, that, whatever that was or is, was on our minds. Have you ever been there? You woke up and immediately you were thinking about this. You woke up and you were contemplating this. And you woke up and and, and immediately it was like your mind just bombarded you with this particular circumstance. And, And I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, but have you ever had those days where it was like you were just mulling the same question over and over and over in your mind? God, what is going on? It happens. Why do we lay awake at night with all of these questions? Why do we go throughout our days sometimes with all of these questions? Why do we do that? Well, it's for this reason. We want to know what God's doing. We want to know what God is trying to accomplish. We want to know why God is allowing this to take place. Here's what we are doing, whether we would express it this way or not. But we are applying our hearts to know wisdom. We are trying to to figure out why all this is happening, why this is taking place. And, and, And listen, please, just like it was not wrong for Solomon to have a desire and an appetite for understanding, it is not wrong for you and I to have a desire and an appetite for understanding. There are times we need to have a desire and an appetite for understanding, to know what is going on in our lives. You understand this? There are times that I think God would desire us to be far more informed than we allow ourselves to be informed, but we don't want to go through that process because we don't really want to be informed of what we know we'd be informed of. So I'd rather just play dumb and act like I don't know what's going on. Listen, there is an element of that that happens in the lives of many people, if not all of us. But I want us to understand something. When you and I have questions, whenever you and I are pursuing wisdom, whenever you and I are trying to figure out why God is doing this and why God is accomplishing this and why God is performing in this manner, it is not wrong for us to have questions so long as we understand this that there are times that no matter how much we pursue that knowledge and we pursue that wisdom, there will be certain things that our minds will never comprehend and there will be certain things that our mind will never understand. Solomon had all the resources, he had all the time, and he had all the drive And he said, there are just some things you will never find out. And if a person thinks they have all the answers, just know they are not able to find it out either. Now, why do I say that? I say that tonight or this morning to try to remind us of this truth. 
that you and I are going to have questions in this life and we're going to pursue answers and we may pursue answers from other people that we trust. We may go to them and say, why do you think this is happening? Why do you think this is taking place? Why do you think all this is happening to me or to my family or to whatever it may be that you're concerned about? We may pursue an answer to the greatest extent we can, but we have got to know this, that there will be times in our lives where if we're honest, we have to step back from the situation and say this, I have no idea what God's doing right now. I have no idea what God is accomplishing right now. And in those moments, we have to be okay with it. Because that's God. I know I've said this before, and I know you've heard it before from other people, but it would be quite disturbing if the God we served could be completely understood and figured out by you and I. That would mean he was no better than us. It would, be, it would mean then that he is not superior over us. And so what we've got to remember and what we've got to remind ourselves of is this, is there will be times that we'll not be able to grasp it, we'll not be able to understand it, we'll not be able to come up with an answer that satisfies us, and we have to be okay with that. Knowing that God is obviously doing something that we just cannot understand right now. And I don't know about you, but that can be a hard position for me to get to. That, that can be a hard place for me to get to in my life because, again, I, I want answers. Whenever I have answers, then I can understand things, and I want to understand things, but... But sometimes it's like the Lord says, I'll let you understand this much, but I'll not let you understand anything else. And that's when I really want to, you know, in a, in a way, throw a fit and say, but God, I deserve to know. And, uh, no, I, I don't. I, I, I don't deserve any answers past this point. And all I've got to do is recognize, okay, this is beyond me. This is beyond me but I'll be okay with it. And so this morning as the message comes to a close, as it, as it wraps up, I want to ask you something. Are you possibly one of the ones here today who has been questioning the work of God? Is it possible that you are the one or one of the ones this morning who has been saying, maybe at night, maybe throughout your day, you're the one who's been saying, God, I don't understand. God, what are you doing? God, what are you trying to accomplish? If that's you, just, just know it, it's okay to ask the questions. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to be inquisitive. It, it's okay to do that. But if God only allows you to see and to know and to understand so much, then allow yourself to be okay with the part you don't understand. Allow yourself to be able to trust him to do what he needs to be doing without our awareness and without our permission. Because he's really not seeking our permission anyways. 
So where you don't know, where you don't understand, where you can't find answers, be content to, under, to admit and to acknowledge this is where I'm limited. This is where I'm incapable. And that being the case, I'm going to roll over, close my eyes, and get some rest. I don't understand this. I don't know what God's doing. This is where I'm going to turn the brain off for a little bit and redirect my thoughts someplace else. And I'm just going to trust that God is working and God is doing in ways that I will maybe not ever understand. If we can get to the point where we realize we don't have all the answers and will not ever have all the answers, we'll be in a lot better place in our relationship with the world, but most importantly, in our relationship with God. Let's all stand this morning and bow our heads for prayer. Fathers, I come to you this morning. Lord, it may be that there are some in here who would say it's really not a struggle of theirs. They find that their faith in you is pretty solid, and as a result, they don't spend much time questioning. They don't spend much time pursuing answers. They just trust that you're in control and you're working and they're fine with that. But God, there may be some in here this morning and if they'd just be honest, they would admit. They question and they question and they question some more. And Lord, I pray for those of us who struggle with that. I pray that you'd help us to know that though it's okay to have that inquiring mind, I pray that you'd help us to know that there will be times where you've drawn a line and we're not going to understand any more than that right now. And I pray that you'd help us to be okay with that and to accept it by faith. I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.